Mike's Daily Podcast. Ep ep episode 1452-1452. Hello, it's Mike Matthews broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcastro Valley Mont. Today, Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, the brewmaster, plus a segment called Matthews News. We'll get to the latest going on after a horrible Monday. Gosh, it was a bad Monday for so many reasons. I will tell you all about that. Mike's Daily Podcast. But on the positive side, the Nobel Peace Prize went to the guys that came up with Mike's Daily Podcast. Circadian Rhythms. I want to ride down over Mulholland. I want to ride her name in the sky. I want to free fall out into nothing. Gonna leave this world for a while. Tom Petty, he's leaving the world. So sad. Mike's Daily Podcast. And as I walked my dog last night, Basil the Boxer, in the evening hours, the big full moon came out and Mike's it was a full moon fever. Daily I loved that album. Podcast. So this has just been yeah. a crazy, gosh, Tom Petty gone. If I was Don Henley, I would seriously watch my health right now because Glenn Fry gone, Tom Petty, who I always link Tom Petty and Don Henley together because they came out with albums in 89-90 that were huge. Don Henley had end, end, uh, end of the Innocence, Look Who Just Walked In, Tom Petty had Full Moon Fever. And at the same time, on the charts was Don's End of the Innocence and Tom's Very Fallen. And I'll never, for, those songs will forever be linked in my head. Look who just walked in. Hi, Mark. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How y'all doing? It's a disgruntled fiddle player. Mark, tell you what. What? We try to remain positive in a very sad atmosphere. Tell you what. What? That, basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tom Petty So sad And you know I, I'm i not going to read Anything that's printed On the internet about Tom Petty Because it's all typed by young people That have no friggin' clue About this Floridian This amazing, amazing man Look I didn't like much of his stuff Well Here's what And here's today's podcast picture it's, speaking, of, speaking of Florida It's me in Florida, Daytona Beach uh, Just a few weeks ago When I was visiting my mom Tom Petty, I, I was about to say Tom Petty's recent stuff was not good But actually I take that back He got together, this was interesting He got his band together The first band he had That he recorded with called Mud Crunch He got them back together Did two albums recently and they were great And it was like long form songs Not his typical sort of pop Rock I don't know what you would call his stuff Rock Well it was you know 70s 80s rock But gosh Don't come around here no more uh, Born a rebel And he had that way of singing That very Roger McGuinn style Which Roger McGuinn and him collaborated on some stuff in the 90s Of course Tom was in Traveling Wilburys with George Harrison and Roy Orbison. 
Uh, let's see, what did he sing with that one? Well, that's what led to the collaboration with Jeff Lynne, who was also in that band, Jeff Lynne of ELO. He produced Full Moon Fever, and that's how we got Free Fallen, because those two wrote that song in the San Fernando Valley. And I will, oh, the first time I heard that song, I just about cried because that song is all about where I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. It talks about Mulholland Drive, living, it's a long day living in Reseda. There's a freeway running through the yard. That is the San Fernando Valley, my friend. And there's vampires moving west down Ventura Boulevard. And that was a perfect line because I moved west down Ventura Boulevard to Ventura, Oxnard. That song is so autobiographical to me. And Mulholland Drive. I used to run on Mulholland Drive because I went to high school at Notre Dame and Sherman Oaks and cross country. They made it, the only place to run was Mulholland Drive. We almost got killed doing it, but, and it was hot and it was smoggy and it was crap. But I love that song. And uh, describes just about every girlfriend I ever had. Well, I don't know if I've had any girlfriends that were crazy about Elvis. Or loved horses. I think one I dated loved horses. But, oh my God, what a great song. And you, Mike, yeah, I've heard that song a thousand times on the radio. I'm tired of it. No, it's a great song. And here's the other thing about that song. Is it's just three chords. Wait, da, 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 da. I don't know. I'm not a musician. I th- three or four, something like that. But it's the same chords over and over again. And to sing the chorus, you got to go up like a, you got to, uh, what do you call that? Transpose. Because you're singing da, 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 da. And then you're basically going da, 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 da. Oh, God. Tom Petty, man. And then all his early stuff. American Girl. Uh, the, uh. There's been a change. There's been a change of heart. Oh, Tom Petty. I will say, though, you got lucky, babe. The worst synthesizer sound on that. Ugh. That's just funny. But still not the worst song ever. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Baby, baby, baby. Don't, don't, don't. And who can forget? Wait, did I do no come around here no more? Which was written by, or he actually it was produced by uh, David Stewart from the Arrhythmics. Don't come around here no more. And whatever you're looking for. Hey! Don't come around here no more. Oh. There was a song he did called Runaway Train. I loved that one. Jammin' Me. That was in the 80s. That was some of the, you know, he had a rebirth in the 90s with let's get to the point. Let's roll another joint, which actually so many radio stations, they they went with a different version where he said, let's get to the point. Uh, let's, uh, Oh, let's blow this joint or they somehow changed the lyrics or they they flipped the words around They didn't want to say roll another joint on the radio, but now everybody plays the original version From the album wildflowers Oh Even walls fall down. That was something he did. What was that movie? He did that for uh, the Ed Burns was his name. I think he did he was supposed to be this big new director 
And okay, now see, I know this is stuff you're not going to read on online because it's written by young people that have no concept. All they know Tom Petty for is I don't know. I won't back down or no. What's the one they all know? MikeStaleyPodcast.com is the website where you may not find the entire discography from Tom Petty. There's a thing called Wikipedia for that. But you will find all the past podcasts, podcast pictures, and you can help out the show through the Amazon link. Click on that and buy whatever it is you're going to buy. And that helps us out. There's also the PayPal link. You can help us out that way. You'll get a special greeting from all the Cafe Anyway characters. And they'll be so happy to... Oh, that one. Um... Oh! Anyway, Mike's Dilly Podcast. (laughs) There's this one that's like banging... There's a door in the back of my head, and it's banging on the door, and I can't quite get to it. But anyway. Anyway. Cafe Anyway. Let's get to the segment called Matthew's News. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled program with Mike Matthew. And I'm not going to talk about Las Vegas because you know everything there is to know about it. It's just we, we're, we're all trying to figure out what it would have been like there hearing the gunshots going off. And, you know, you've, you've, you've seen the video and you know when you're at a concert, there's some extraneous noises going on that you don't know exactly what if it's part of the show or whatever and then when Jason Aldean runs off the stage you know something bad's happening and everybody is and then chaos ensues and it's the worst you know trying to put yourself in the place of those poor people oh but and 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 all the details coming out that the guy had over 20 guns in the in the hotel room that he was uh, he had stayed there for several days from the beginning of the of that country music festival to the end that there, well then there's a stupid stupid show on one of the AM stations that I work for that wanted to say that he was affiliated with ISIS which that is not true FBI has said that uh, but yeah just the craziest thing the 64 year old man just flipped out and we'll find out more as the days go on but just so terrible so I don't need to go into that but this is a bit of news that's getting a little bit buried and I just thought I'd mention it and that is Ivanka Trump and her husband Jared Kushner have reportedly sent hundreds of emails from a third party email account while serving in their White House roles just that sentence alone should make all those people that ever criticized Hillary and said lock her up just it should kind of slap them in the face not hard but just enough to go hey for all those times you yelled locker up and acted like an imbecile this is for that slap but here is what's because now it's all going on in the trump administration the address is now the third linked to the kushner family in recent weeks politico reported yesterday citing three sources familiar with the matter the account in which both the first daughter and Kushner had access to has reportedly received hundreds of emails from White House government emails since January. Many of the emails are internal travel documents and schedules, but some also contained official White House materials, Political reported. 
Most of the emails reportedly came from Ivanka Trump's assistant, Bridges Lamar, and offer White House staffers who work for President Trump's daughter and son-in-law. Lamar sent daily messages to the account that usually contained work-related data, a source familiar with the exchanges told the news outlet. The Trump campaign repeatedly attacked then-Democratic rival Hillary Clinton for her use of a private email account as Secretary of State before last year's election. And Donald Trump saying, What? She said she she has one account because she likes to keep things easy. What's wrong with her? The report comes at a time when there's already questions about the extent of Ivanka Trump and Kushner's use of personal email accounts while working in the administration. Uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch yesterday grilled a Justice Department lawyer about a provision of immigration law that requires the mandatory removal of some lawful permanent residents who have committed crimes. The case, the first of two the court will rehear this week on immigration, is being closely watched for any clues Gorsuch and other justices may leave for how they will consider the Trump administration's overall push uh, to both limit immigration and increase deportations. Yesterday was the first day of the Supreme Court's new term, full of blockbuster cases on constitutional questions involving immigration, voting rights, and religious liberty, among others. The immigration case called Sessions versus DeMaia focuses on the mandatory removal provision of the Immigration and Nationality Act as it relates to some lawful permanent residents who have committed crimes. Only eight justices heard the case last term after the death of Scalia, and in late June, the court announced it would rehear arguments this term, presumably so that Gorsuch could break some kind of tie. Yesterday, Gorsuch dominated oral arguments. He grilled a lawyer for the government and at times seemed sympathetic to the arguments put forward by lawyers for the immigrant, James Garcia DeMaia. DeMaia, a native of the Philippines, was admitted to the U.S. in 92 as a lawful permanent resident. He attended high school in California and community college and has worked as a cashier and a store manager in 2007 and 9. He pleaded no contest to charges of residential burglary in California. An immigration judge determined that DeMaia was removable from the United States because of his two state court uh, convictions. The court held that convictions qualified for an aggravated felony under the Immigration and Nationality Act. The INA authorizes removal of non-citizens who have been convicted of defines aggravated felony to include crimes of violence, but lawyers for DeMaia appealed to the conviction appealed the conviction in arguing that it was unconstitutionally vague and that their client never had fair notice that his crimes would result in deportation. Well, the next package of hurricane relief aid is expected to top $10 billion, $10 billion more in federal relief for disaster recovery in the wake of the latest deadly hurricane to strike the U.S. shores. It's a, White House is expected to ask for another short-term infusion of cash and pay for the response to the damage caused by Hurricane Maria across Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands. And uh, it, finally, that whole Mark Zuckerberg, Russia, Russian ads, Facebook, and all that. One of the Russian bot advertisements that Facebook shared 
with congressional investigators on Monday featured photographs of an armed black woman quote dry firing a rifle that is pulling the trigger of the weapon without a bullet in the chamber according to people familiar with the investigation investigators believe the advertisement may have been designed to encourage African American militancy and at the same time to stoke fears within white communities the people speaking on condition of anonymity to discuss the probe but the precise purpose of the ad remains unclear to investigators the people said this according to the Washington Post the apparent tactic underscores how the Russian used US based technology platforms to target Americans with highly tailored and sometimes contradictory messages to exploit divisions in American society over the past two years. The ad was among more than 3,000 Facebook ads delivered to congressional investigators that the company says were bought by 470 accounts and pages controlled by Russian troll farm. Uh, The internet research agency based in St. Petersburg The full universe of words and images in those ads has not yet been made public, but early glimpses reported in the Washington Post and other news outlets showed that the Russian campaign frequently sought to widen existing fractures in American society, while also helping to boost Republican Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Among the other Facebook ads shared with lawmakers are those featuring photos of Hillary Clinton behind what appears to be prison bars. This echoes calls by Trump and his supporters during campaign events to lock her up uh, for that using that private email server while she was Secretary of State. The Russian disinformation campaign included ads with harsh language and imagery about illegal immigrations, uh, immigrants. Other highlighted. I need to go outside. As we go outside a cafe, anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in podcast report. Uh, let's see. I am going to use my Bing. I'm going to use Bing because I need to find the song that I am thinking of. Uh, ah! The waiting is the hardest part. And of course he did. Stop dragging my heart around. He wrote that and then Stevie Nicks heard it. Liked it so much that, hey, can I sing on it? And so there's actually two versions. You can hear the Tom Petty just him alone and the Stevie Nicks with him version. Oh, and so many other great songs. Sorry, Tom, I can't think of all your amazing songs. And we're going to miss you so much. You're such a big, big, big part of my life. Oh, so sad. So devastating. Not a good day yesterday. And then my friend Leilani, her dog died. The wonderful Louie, Louie Boo, as she calls him. This beautiful, huge uh, greyhound. That my dog Basil the Boxer had played with before. We had gone on many walks together. And it's just so sad. Uh, just not the best best of days. So hopefully today will be a better day. Next show, we will have Madame Rutabaga, Valentino, and Bison Bentley. Thank you so much for listening. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.